Take whatever's in your mind right now and fade it to black. Then imagine that words in a bold white font appear. 4703AR, eight years before the funeral of Professor Lorimore. The text fades away and slowly an image comes into focus. It's a metal plaque hammered into a stone column standing in the middle of a bustling harbor under gray and cloudy skies. Rust from the sea spray is eating away at the edges of the plaque, but the city hasn't replaced or repaired it. Every local and visitor alike knows what it says, or at least understands its intent. It's a set of rules. It's a warning. Though the author of the rule's identity has long been lost to time, his or her principles stand tall before each new visitor or merchant coming to port. The rules are as follows. I shall honor all coin. I shall speak many names. I may wound, yet shall not kill. I know none are below me, and I let closed doors remain closed. And below the five rules, as if implying their existence trumps the actual name of the city itself, is the city's name. Fire. Now our image pulls away from the plaque and through a whirl of humanity and other beings that fill crowded streets of the vice, Fire's Harbor District. We see merchants hawking wares, legal and otherwise. Midday drunks vomiting a slurry of booze and bile into gutters. We see men and women leaning out of building windows with names like the Dancing Cat and the Heavenly House, propositioning walkers-by to fulfill every one of their deepest and darkest fantasies. In this city, what you see as we zoom through the streets is that everything and everyone has a price. As long as you follow the rules. But our image continues to pull away from the harbor district, down a dock past sailors hailing all the way from the sun-baked sands of Osirian and out across the bay. Cobalt waves chop in the harbor and our image pulls past an island at its center, dominated by an imposing, brutalistic structure. Its squat frame, guard towers, and small barred windows betraying the true purpose as the city's prison. Still further, our camera pulls to another island, much larger, but even further out, and small text appears at the bottom of our image as the view now passes manicured lawns and well-tamed shrubs. Governmental officials going about their business and brick buildings replacing the wooden shanties seen on the mainland. Text again appears at the bottom of our image. Kielrak Island, governmental center of the city of Vire, a principality of Cheliacs. Our view passes citizens crowding around a daunting Gothic building. It's a courtroom, packed with the degenerates of the city awaiting trial for various misdeeds. Stationed all through the courtroom are hulking individuals, each wearing a mask painted pure white with only two embellishments. Each eye has a tear track of blood running down it to the bottom of the mask. These are the only citizens in the courtroom who are armed and appear to be responsible for keeping the peace. And the accused sit magically silenced, shackled at the wrists and the ankles. Additionally, two unmasked figures are in the courtroom, a half-orc public defendant swamped in paperwork and case files, and another figure who appears to fill the role of a district attorney. She's a well-put-together human woman in her mid-thirties, wearing a brown pantsuit. Compared to her half-orc opponent, she appears much better prepared for today's proceedings. A gavel bangs to silence the crowd, and a voice can be heard echoing from an individual sitting at the judge's bench, his white mask completely splattered in the bloody paint. Ote, ote, he shouts. 
By the power invested in me from the great city of masks via, I hereby begin today's proceedings in judgment of those accused of crimes against the city. I will now hear the first case. He sits down and the public defendant and the district attorney start presenting cases. About an hour of court proceedings pass before you hear the first relevant verdict. Though you may have not committed the crimes directly, for the crimes of aiding and abetting numerous criminal plots, capers, and wrongdoings against the people and city of Wyatt, I'll sentence you, Miss Cecilia Mott, to 160 years hard time in Dunrock Prison. Emily, please describe who the courtroom sees. The first thing you notice about this woman uh, standing before the court is if she's currently afraid, she's doing an awfully good job of hiding it. She holds herself quite tall and you see this beautiful, full-figured woman standing before you with striking, light, purpley skin. She has very short, white hair and she's wearing a fitted long black dress that as it uh, below the knee it has slits and uh, that skirt forms tendrils as it reaches to the floor and even though she's standing still the bottom of the dress it just is in constant motion swinging back and forth and if you observe her for a little while you actually notice a small tail pokes out of the dress occasionally and if you watch her even longer even during this sentencing she still has a chance to smile, and you see a row of sharp, pointy teeth from this tiefling woman. I absolutely love the sound of that. Welcome to the show. Good to have you. Thank you. Very, very exciting first character. I'll give you the option if you want to give class and archetype details, or you just want to let that you know progress naturally. I'll give a little bit of a hint. Great. Uh, This woman is not wearing any armor. She is just wearing this beautiful dress. Uh, So what you see before you is a witch. And I'll keep her archetype uh, secret for now, uh, but it's a little bit unique. Okay. I love the sound of that. Really excited. Bad news for you. She is pronounced guilty and let out of the courtroom. Another 30 minutes pass before the next relevant verdict. For the crime of illegal blood trade and murder against the city of Vaya, the nation of Chelyax and Queen Abrigal II, I'll sentence you, Julio Symphonis, to 145 years hard time, Dunrock Prison. Welcome aboard, Chris. Who do they see? Hello, hello. Who you see before you in the defendant's position is an older gentleman, broad and barrel-chested, fairly tall. He has a bowler hat on, which appears to be made of some expensive cut of material, but has since seen its best days. It's definitely worn. Um, his hair is white. He has this fairly thick handlebar mustache. And the rest of his attire also seems like it was regal at one point, but is now a little worse for the wear. Those uh, in the courtroom who he makes eye contact with might get a little nervous. It almost seems like he's studying them, looking at them, looking at their weaknesses and pain points. Well, that certainly sounds like a hint if I've ever heard one. 
Yes, I am playing a slayer. Ooh, and very dangerous sounding. The uh, the executioner archetype. I believe that this is the first uh, slayer on the show. Right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Other than an enemy you guys might have fought. I believe so, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't count them. But uh, Magus how, was on your side for a while. How exciting. How exciting. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Looking forward to see Julio in action. Another 20 minutes go by. And you're let out of the courtroom, by the way. For the crime of spreading unlawful and unregulated curses among the fine patrons of one of the Crown's drinking establishments, a crime against the city of Vaya, the nation of Cheliax, and Queen Abigail II. I'll sentence you, Divina, to eight years hard time in Dunrock Prison. Yeah. Hi, Haley. Hi. Uh, hello. Who do they see? They see a very strong-looking grayish-green half-orc woman with a dress that looks like Star Knight itself and one small belt of silver butterflies in the middle. And, yeah, that's not revealing of anything at all. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she is a half-orc, and and everything is symmetrical about her until you reach her eyes, and you notice it's not eyes, it's eye. All right, so what's the... uh What's what's the other situation? What are we working with? Dead eye, socket, eye patch? We don't know. It's a, like a hollowed out blackness. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, she she blackens it on purpose to make it a little bit more hollow. <laughs> Anybody got any of that eye black? Oh, I, I see great things in store for her. Sorry, I have to hollow my eye out in the morning every day. It's a little busy at night. Dear God. All right, cool. So I think I have a good picture in my mind of what she looks like, but any insight into uh, what you're playing today? Are you playing that close to the chest? I will play my archetype close to the chest, but Mm -hmm. she is an oracle. Oh, long time since we had one of them. (laughs) All right, moving on. Escorted out of the courtroom. You can see now that the crowd's starting to dwindle a little bit. Um, In between these proceedings, there have been other ones, people who have either also been treated as guilty or innocent and, you know, set free. Um, Now it's getting a little empty here. For the crime of destruction of crown property, unlawful liberation of crown assets, and a general pattern of wild misconduct against the cities of West Crown Revenue and Via, I'll sentence you, Reeves Starchild, to 170 years hard time on rock prison. Hey, Griffin. Hey, Steve. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Glad to have you. I was wondering when we were going to get to talk. Yeah, uh, you know, I wanted to <laughs> roll right into it. No fucking around on the second uh, second season of this show. But we got a lot we need to get to today. So uh, what does this character look like? What do we see? So the bench audibly creaks as this huge hulking figure stands upright and you see that he is nearly twice the height of a man and easily twice as wide. He's got this brownish green hair all over his body and it shaggily kind of covers his eyes, but as he steps forward, it sways and you can see this burning orange eye beneath the hair He's got is, long. I'm sorry. Green. Is it is it Divina's other eye that you it's have? It's not. It's not the other eye. Oh. Uh, 
he's got these long pointed ears, but one of them looks like a bite mark's been taken out of uh, the end of it. And he generally looks a little bit haggard at this point, has maybe bits of moss, bits of branches still tangled in his hair from his recent brush with uh, being captured. He's a bugbear. Yeah, I can't imagine, though Vyer has seen many individuals go in and out of their port, that a lot of people have seen a bugbear just walking around. He attempts to smile at the judge, uh, but his fangs make it hard to look anything other than menacing. He's a druid, Steve. Oh boy, is he. That's exciting. Yeah, he's a feral shifter druid, and I say that because it's a little hard to play out the feral shifter and have people guess what it is. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a it's a great archetype but just looks like you're wild shaping, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks thanks for joining us. I'm super excited to see what this dude can do. But unfortunately, as he's clearly guilty of these crimes, he's also going to get escorted out of the room. I'm sorry, it's just the way it works. And with that, The room's almost empty. You still have the judge. You still have the DA. You still have the the defense. And you still have the bailiffs. But there's only one defendant left. After some deliberation, a verdict is delivered. For the crimes of aggravated assault, battery, public intoxication, inciting a riot, disruption of the peace, destruction of property, three dozen accounts of voluntary manslaughter and murder in the first degree and leading others to propagate these horrific acts against the nation of Cheliax and Queen Abigail II. I'll sentence you, Dewey Zoifer, to 1,753 years hard time Don Rock prison or your untimely demise, whichever comes first. And welcome to the show, Tim. All right. <laughs> Quite a list you got there, bud. Oh, none of it's true. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I, I guess we'll find out. We'll see. But um, really, really great to have you on a full-time role for this series. Oh, really this excited, is, man. This is my absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm so excited for this. I can see it's your pleasure. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, what does this character look like? Who do they see? Yeah, the Dewey is standing in manacles and, you know, his his prison garb. So I, I actually cast this character as Great, Jared, uh, please. Zach Galifianakis if he were to play Beethoven in some sort of drama. So he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, totally. I can see it. So he's basically like, he's not very tall. He has the typical Chalaxian black hair with some gray streaks in it. Um, it's long and shaggy. Uh, no beard at all. And he is shaking a little bit when he hears all of the the long counts of things that, that he didn't do come from the judge's mouth. And so he, he shakily pulls some berries out of his pocket and pops a couple in his mouth and tries to relax a little bit. Bailiffs, take his berries before he gets locked up. I don't. I don't have any berries. There's not. Oh, you're magically silent. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was in the flavor text, and I can't walk that back. It's 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 in the text. I'm sorry. He mouths it. It's very yeah. clear what he's saying. Um, appreciate that, but uh, the bailiffs do take your berries, unless you resist. Well, I ate them all. Okay, well then there's no berries to take. Horrific action. Retreat those berries by any means possible. <laughs> all right, so 
all of the verdicts have been delivered. And some of the, the people who were defended here today leave the courtroom elated at an innocent verdict. But for the five individuals whose judgments you just heard, the only thing awaiting them beyond this courtroom is a cold communal holding cell where they will wait until transport can arrive to take them to Dunrock Prison to serve their sentences. The holding cell is about 15 by 15 feet, so may feel a little crowded, and has more than a few battered wooden benches with messages and initials carved into them by previous occupants. And it is lit by torchlight. And it's in this holding cell where we meet our new heroes and they meet each other. Ooh. Now, one of the things I'll mention here is obviously you guys are in lockup. Your main shit has been confiscated, so don't go stabbing each other, okay? Don't do that. And there's one more thing that I want to point out, is that I was very deliberate in saying that if somebody got their sentence, they left the room. So for example, Cecilia left the room after her sentence, but did not hear anybody else's crimes. Tim, on the other hand, knows everybody's crimes, or at least what they're guilty of, or been determined guilty of. Could be food for thought. Just throwing it out there. Don't have to do anything with that. Just something I wanted to bring attention to. All right. There's some guards outside the cells, but they're not particularly talkative. That's where we enter in. I have a clarifying question that I'd like to ask. When you say our main stuff has been taken, what do you mean? Just general, like, don't break this stuff. Like, your weapons, probably your armor, it's gone. I don't, I don't have know. either, so okay. that's why I didn't know. If it's but like our spellcasting suppressed, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Generally, it seems like we're, we're locked up. We are just, we're regular prisoners now. Well, I didn't know if we were like full on prison gear type of format or if it was a little bit different yet. It's it's like as close to that as you could kind of get. Like if you're, okay. you know, you're, you're going somewhere, you check your coat, right? Okay. So it's like pre, pr- here's your prison gear. You haven't been processed yet, but you gotcha. will be soon. Yes. Okay. What about familiars? Could <laughs> could Cecilia sneak in her pile of mud? <laughs> I mean, K-Pasta? Oh I see no reason you couldn't. Thank you, because if if needed, uh, her familiar mollusk could earth glide and just follow underneath her and then pop up in the cell. And so when he pops up, uh, he is a mud elemental, and he really does look like a small pile of mud with like vague features, like three-year-old clay project. Familiar. Incredible. Is is he visible now? Uh, yeah. Once once she gets to the cell, um, he would pop up and give her some company. It's pretty nice. <laughs> is that your pet? Is that? Mollusk here is no pet. Oh, his name's Mollusk? Is that... Yes. He is my familiar. <laughs> I could do that uh, if I, you know, if we could use our, our magic in here. <laughs> like, t- turn, into, turn into a mud guy. They are quite useful. I, I know. I, I've been there. I've been one. He's pretty cute. He's a lot smaller than I've seen him before. Ah, uh, yes, best for sneaking. Yes, just a quick favor. If you could confine him to one of the corners of this cell, that would be nice. I don't want him <clears throat> don't want him muddying up the entire place. These are not good accommodations as it is. I don't think he'll be 
dirtying up this room more than it already is. This is a sorry state we find ourselves in. Oh, the, yes, that is fair. What, like, is, is the place, like, underground? Is this, like, your normal, like, stone cell? What is- oh, sure, yeah. So this is the type of uh, holding cell that is, like, in regular courtrooms today, right? Where if you get tried of a crime and found guilty, they don't send you directly to jail. You go down to holding. There's going to be some processing and shit that needs to happen before you actually get transferred out of here. So let's let's say, yeah, it's, uh, it is underground. Like no the basement of the courthouse, right? Exactly, yeah. And that, that's that's probably good enough. Based on the courthouse. Does anybody know how long like we're gonna we're gonna be in here? Is this is this like a tonight thing? I mean, <laughs> I imagine they're gonna try and get us out of here as quick as possible. Oh. Uh give me a minute and I can tell you our future. <laughs> Are you I some think? sort of seer? Um, usually. Do you have arrow cards? No. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. We could we could have passed some time in. It here. took all our stuff, but I I think I have some some more berries if you guys want. Uh, canonically, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You told me they 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 checked all of my crevices. Oh God. <laughs> uh, no. I pull out two d four berries. <laughs> that's why they call it a prison wall. From where? <laughs> From the back of my ear. Okay. No. Uh. Do, does it suppress spell-like abilities? Yes. Okay, then never mind. I don't That's have any berries. So I, I'll, yes. I'll try to pull them out. <laughs> Damn it. And then my hand starts shaking again. Oh, no. It doesn't work. You gonna be okay over there, bud? It's fine. It's, he will be fine. I just thought... I just thought... They would let me... Uh, never mind. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm concerned about your character. <laughs> you know, I've... I've seen a chap or two hit the drink pretty hard. I... If you're going through some sort of withdrawal, if we're here for a prolonged period of time, uh, uh, you might need someone to look out after you. It won't be me, of course, but I'm just saying, you should get some help. Oh, good good tip. I I appreciate the friendly device. Uh, excuse me, advice. Would uh, would psychedelics help you with that in any way? I might be able to make some of those. Ooh, maybe. We'll give it a shot. In addition to my many future scene abilities that work very accurately, I have many curing, and maybe that could help you in this time of need. Oh, well, I don't know. It's, you know, it's really just, it's fine. It's fine. We can't even use our magic anyways. I mean, maybe later. Okay. So after a little bit of deliberation, uh, we've established that um, you, our, our friend over here is not getting drunk. Also, there's not mud everywhere, which is good. They're just berries. Yeah, just <laughs> berries. Yeah. Uh, so you get this opportunity to know each other. But after a while, maybe the conversation dies down. You hear the sound of footsteps coming down the corridor, leading towards this holding cell, and a figure steps into frame. It's the same woman who fought successfully against your interest in the courtroom and fought for your sentences to be carried out in Dunrock. She gives a brief nod to the two guards outside your holding cell and they step away. She begins to speak. I'm going to make this brief. My name is Tamira Ashford, district attorney for the city of fire. And you all have been sentenced to many years hard time in Dunrock prison, a prison with no chance of parole where fewer than one in 50 prisoners actually complete their sentences. 
I've never been there myself, but the turnkeys who make their way to shore do a well enough job of spreading its, how do I put this lightly, less favorable characteristics and inhabitants. And as she's speaking, she has her hands clasped behind her back and she's just kind of walking back and forth in front of the cell. She appears to be a woman who knows that in basically all places she has power. If you're from around here, you know Dunrock is essentially a death sentence. One we use to dissuade criminals from breaking the five tenets of the city that we built them on were the laws of the country we find ourselves in, but that didn't dissuade you. And here you are. Fortunately for you, the city of Vyre doesn't fully align itself with the principles and blind adherence to the letter of Agorian's law than say our southern neighbors in Kintargo. So I'm coming to you with a deal. A way out of your sentences with full pardons. Would you like to hear it, or should I bring it up with tomorrow's enemies of the state instead? Do go on. Good. Little context. 63 years ago, when Queen Abrigal I from House Thrun was pronounced the leader of this glorious land, a deal was made with the infernal forces of Hell and the Prince of Darkness, Asmodeus, blessed be his unholy name. Yes, blessed be, blessed be. Blessed be, my brother. No longer did worship of devils and the schemes of profane bargain with hell's forces happen behind closed doors, but out in the open as a national religion. But how can you deal with the devil without summoning him, summoning him into your home first? And so, as the need for increased contact with devils grew in our homes, so did the need for the tools to summon said devils. With Abigail I's crowning came an unexpected yet unsurprising boon for the nation's mining industry, a demand for crystals used as foci in these summoning rituals. With demand higher than ever, the industry began its search to supply the need, and soon mines dotted the countryside, none so much as reliable or rich as the one discovered not 30 miles north of us on the island of Deepmar. As she's talking, and you hear this name, Deepmar, I'm going to ask for the first roll of the season. This is going to be a knowledge check. If you got a local or a geography, you can learn a little more about Deepmar. Sure, I got geography. It's it's the same if you were about to, if any of you was about to ask that. Same DC. All right. 18. Dirty 20, and it's the same for both of them. 28 for Dewey. Ooh. All right. So anybody that met DC 20 Nice. Can corroborate that this all adds up. You've heard of Deepmar and its significance with these chelish summoning uh, rituals using the crystals. Uh, these crystals are important for people that aren't particularly magically inclined, but still want to make those deals with the devil. That's how they get in contact with them. Furthermore, you've heard it's yeah, about 25, 30 miles north of you, um, north of Vire, across the open ocean of Nirok Bay. And you don't know 
too much more beyond that. Um, when I think of Dietmar, Steve as a as a person, I think a little bit of like Fort Knox. As an American, I know of the concept of Fort Knox. I also kind of know it's important and know where it is, but I don't really know specific things about it. Like I don't know guard schedules or exact. I couldn't point to it on a map. I could just get you in a general area. And that's kind of the knowledge you have. You know it's important because you live around here and you know kind of where it's at. So as you're thinking, Tamira continues. So what does this mean for you? Once a week, a ship departs for Deepmar from Vire to collect the crystals that they mine. For the past four weeks, our ships have arrived at Deepmar, docked, waited for their cargo, and left empty-handed. The Deepmar mining colony has never missed a shipment. 65 years, never missed a shipment. It's the city's belief that something has happened to the colony, and we want you to go find out what. If there's a threat, put an end to it. Help us resume the flow of crystals and we will wipe away the debt that you owe society. Before we formalize our agreement, I would ask if you have any questions. Oh, do I? Many. The obvious one first. You're going to prisoners for this work, not any sort of established guard or force that's, that's coming here. Have you sent others to this place that have not come back? Are you throwing us to the unforeseen dangers? Um, in truth, we haven't sent anybody yet. But good question. This whole deal is... How do I put this? A little under the table? Last year there was an... And this is probably the first time you see her, like professionalism, I'm locked in and I control everything, demeanor kind of crack just a little bit. There was an incident at Dunrock Prison, which shook the Crown's faith in the city of Vire. I wish not to speak of the specifics of that incident, but the city is reticent to embarrass itself in the eyes of the Queen again. If we send any of the Hell Knight Orders or Agents of the Mass to resolve this issue, word would inevitably reach the Crown. So... Mr. Julio, if you and your friends are successful, effectively, between us, you never went to Deepmar. The momentary lapse in shipments brought on by operational difficulties resumed, and five prisoners were pardoned by the city as certain court records and evidence against them went missing after a mysterious break-in at the records office. Well... I can certainly see your point of view on this, then. You're gonna give us our ship back, though, right? Certainly. And furthermore, any shit that you find on the island, if it's won in combat or contest or what have you, is yours to keep. Just as a little bonus to entice you. However, there is one stipulation. This entire operation is about the crystals. If you are found to be carrying crystals back, that is completely unauthorized. You will be charged with new crimes on top of the old ones, the contract being void in that way. Do I make myself clear? Crystal. <laughs> nice. Uh, we also got maybe uh, a liability on our hands. 
Uh, this guy, I don't know how long he can really go without... I don't know, look at him, he's shaking already. Dewey sticks his face up to the bars, and, like tries to stick his head through it, and the bars are... The bars are kind of sticking against his cheek, and he's he's like, "Hey, come here, me? Yeah, no. Little... All right. Well, you, you can, can speak up if you can hear me. I can hear you. I don't want them to hear me. Oh, these guys are murderers, criminals. Expect expect me to go in there with them? That they're gonna kill me, Mister Zoifer. Mister Zoifer." <laughs> I have done extensive research on all of you. I try all my cases with the utmost attention to details. I know what every one of you is bringing to the table. You belong on this mission. I'll turn around and say, I'll be fine. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're worried about the shakes, as soon as you get out of here, he can do his fairy thing again. Cecilia takes a few steps forward closer to the bars of the cell, crosses her arms. So you you are giving us back our items and setting us to this island. What stops us from being free at that moment? Why continue on with our quest? Miss Murr, that is a great question. After I let you out tomorrow and you catch the ferry to go to Deepmar, you're effectively free to do whatever you want. That's fine. But I don't necessarily trust you. And honestly, I don't see why any of you would trust me either. I'm the one who kind of got you into this mess anyway, aren't I? So I've thought about this. And the state allows me usage of a small reserve of deep mar crystals for occasions just like this. And she turns to an empty space next to her, to her left. Looks like it's time for you to show yourself, Adexity. Your assistance here is finally needed. A figure winks into existence next to Tamira, clearly having been invisible during your interaction. The figure is a gender androgynous being with a smooth, pale, exposed torso, a red sash and covering around its waist, and a crown of horns atop its otherwise bald head. Kind of like, the the horns look like Darth Maul horns. They kind of go all the way around, but they're little and pointy. What's most remarkable, however, about this being, though, is the cluster of large black horns that appear to protrude from its back and wrap around to frame the entire figure. Across these horns are draped several long pieces of parchment covered in writing too tiny to see from your cell. I want another knowledge check here to see if you guys can identify this creature. This is, um, let's call it a planes. It's a 23 for Reeve. 24 for Cecilia. Natural one. Everybody except Mr. Zoifer (laughs) can identify this creature as a contract devil. In fact, I came a little prepared today and have this exact contract devil to share with you. You can take a look and see yourselves. Ooh. Oh, cool. Oh, that is neat. Yeah, super, super cool. 
All right, so the figure smiles at Tamira. Thank you for finally getting to business, my friend. Details are my speciality, but these mortals were beginning to bore me. Greetings, my new associates. My name is Odexity. Contract devil negotiating Hell's interests on the matter. Tamira keeps me on retainer for occasions like this, and I for one welcome the break for what can sometimes be the tedium of my office. While you were speaking, I have drawn up a contract which I think is appropriate for the situation. The contract is not between yourselves and Tamira. It's not between yourselves and me. The Principality of Vaya may wish to sweep this Deepmar issue under the rug, but frankly, Hell values our establishment in Sheliax too greatly for you to skip town and fail to return the crystal shipments like normal. How can we continue to contract with mortals if mortals cannot reach us in their time of need? So, we are taking some extreme measures here. This goes all the way to the top. Hell's hold on this country is not to be trifled with. And when I say Hell's hold, I do mean that quite literally. The contract will be signed by yourselves and countersigned by my boss. The living embodiment of Hell. The being cut from the flesh of our plane. Mephistopheles. You guys want to learn a little bit more about him? I could take another Planes of Religion check. Yes, please. I already know. He was in the uh, he was in the Cats movie, wasn't he? I almost thought about not including him because of that. It's so <laughs> close. You didn't come up with that name yourself? No, this is an actual figure. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I never. And Mephistopheles is like in real like lore and stuff, too. Mm. Yeah. I got a natural one, so. Okay. Know. 22 on the knowledge planes. 21 on religion. Okay, so you guys both know that when Asmodeus left heaven, this is just some context, uh, context so you know who you're dealing with. He founded his new empire on the plane of hell and descended into the pit of Cana. There he cut a being from the fabric of the plane itself and returned to his followers with that being. That being was Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles is technically as old as the planes themselves because he actually is one. He's the lord of contracts, devils, and secrets. I have another handout here. I got a little picture of him. I'm just going to give this to Tim. Can you describe Mephistopheles here? He's the main character there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he he works out. He's got <laughs> a really badass set of robes that kind of are just, you know, just below his waist because... He's showing off his upper body. Of course. And uh, a pair of black wings um, on the bottom half. But on his top half, he looks like more like a typical devil with like the pointy beard, the uh, the more sinewy wings, like a second set of wings. There's actually a lot of detail here. He looks really creepy. Yeah. He kind of looks like, a, like an actual devil, as you would imagine them, but he's got a lot of stuff on him. He's got big old fuck-off horns. He <laughs> sure does. He has many fuck-off horns, actually. Tim, he's actually got a third set of wings here. Oh, I missed the third set. They're, they're, they're kind of <laughs> hard to see on the cup. balls. Right, it's, they're, <laughs> they're right the here. See, they're, they're fire wings, which I kind of blend in with the rest of the fire on the, uh, on the cover of this book here. God. Alright. So, I imagine... Mr. Zoifer and Miss Murr are 
a little, ooh, a little creeped out there. Oh yeah. But Odexity is going to continue. The terms are simple, though you may review the contract before signing if you wish. Journey to Deepmar tomorrow's ferry, discover the reason shipments here ceased, and do what you must to resume the shipments or in the event that the mining operation has been disrupted due to death or the disappearance of the workers, just secure the mine and colony for future shipments. Not hard. You have until the return of the ferry in one week's time to complete the task. They'll come to pick you up. Transportation is included. If you fail to succeed or comply with these terms, though, you will continue to be enemies of the Chalice government, but those will be the least of your problems. You will live out the rest of your days as fugitives, however, upon your death, your soul will bypass Phrasma's court and be ushered directly into Cana, where you will spend eternity a subject and slave of the Merchant of Souls, Mephistopheles himself. However, if the terms are successfully completed, not only will you be free of this servitude, your crimes against Cheliax will be wiped away and all charges dropped. You will be free to return to the mainland upon which you will be set free. Simple enough. Any questions? We're going to get fucked over. I'm calling it. There any, are there any guarantees for our family? Your family is mentioned no times in the contract. Unless you're bringing them. No, no, no. No, I just want... I'm just worried. Not sure why you brought that up, but okay. I, I just... I don't want anything to happen while I'm gone, you know? I I was the main source of source of income, you know? And that's why we need you to complete this as quick as well, possible. Hard, Within a week's time, you could be back making money for It's only a week, people. yeah. Okay. It's okay. not that bad. I am quite familiar with contracts. I will be reading over the fine print before any of us sign anything. I would suspect as much. You appear to have a little of the devil in you as well. It's not hard to see the likeness. No, it's not. Any further questions? Easy enough. Sounds good to me. And poof, he disappears. But not more than a few moments pass, and poof, he's back with a contract. It's big, it's long. You may review if you like before signing. It's already been countersigned. Where's the handout, Steve? All right, I didn't make it. Jeez, so many handouts. Uh, the contract that was. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the contract, but maybe we'll uh, uh, make it and sell it on the merch store or something. I don't know. I inspected for counterfeit contract writing. Is that something you actually want to do? No, I don't. I don't have that ability. Okay. But. <laughs> Cecilia is actually a. Uh, she uses a lot of contracts in her work, and uh, that may have been her downfall. So she might not be great with contracts, but she's very familiar with them. Uh, so she's going to read over this very carefully. If there's like additional checks or something that she could make. I didn't take profession contract writer. Do you have linguistics? I do. Cool. All right. So there are actually a big old set of rules for making and interpreting a contract that a contract devil makes. We're not going to do those today. That's too much. Uh, I just want a simple linguistics check. Okay. Not great. An 11. Okay. Everything's above board. All right, after 
reviewing the contract very carefully. Cecilia reads every single line. She looks up and then looks around to uh, everyone in the room. I see nothing wrong with this contract. I'm ready to sign. And she signs her name uh, on the line. Yeah, he gave you a pen too. That's cool. No, we don't have to sign it in blood. That's different than contracts I've signed before. Interesting. I'd like to hear all about that in a week's time. <laughs> I've, I'm accustomed to always signing my contracts in blood. And Julio will step up. Mm-hmm. He'll take the pen. He will actually prick his finger with it. He had a little bit of blood on there as well, too. A real go-getter. I Looks, like to everyone else. your job. Yes. If there's one thing I know, as a worshiper of Asmodeus myself, is that... Generally, these contracts are a little bit slanted, and it will be... Terms may be against us, but as I see it, this is our only way out of this prison, at least for me. So... That's not what they heard about, fire. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was also thinking, if we had some sort of plan that involved impersonating guards and getting them to eat cookie, it, nothing. It, it wouldn't make any sense. Anyways. I could turn it into a tiger. <laughs> 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 I'd love to see that arc, but he's going to lean over and sign the contract. And Divina would take the contract in her hands and her eye would go glassy and then she will open it. I can't tell if this is actually going to be okay, but I guess it's better than nothing. And she'll sign it. Cool, cool. I think I got an implied one from you, Griff. That was confirmed. Uh, Reeve would stick out his finger, long claw, dip it in the ink, and sign. And he signs in this scratching script that none of you can read. You hmm. mortals and your quirks. I will actually uh, look over it as well. I was just thinking, for some reason, I thought it was a different type of check. So Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me roll linguistics Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, let, let's see what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to set some I have four signatures. <laughs> you rolled after we signed? Four signatures. Yeah. I rolled a three for a total of six, so. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. You weren't getting it with it. Never mind. Yeah, in fact, you think uh, if you complete this, there's a big sum of cash waiting for you, too. <laughs> oh, did you guys see this about the sum Something of cash? Something in section B seems to imply that we'd be getting a lot of cash. <laughs> oh, Dex, he like, he's like, uh-oh, he takes it back. Yeah, he hands it back to Dewey. Thought he made a mistake. It's not a sum of cash, it's a term about summoned ash. (laughs) Ah, Do you read? Sorry. Um, I actually don't uh, speak uh, infernal. Oh well, I'll sign it. Interesting. It is written in the common tongue, but okay. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Sorry. It's very stylized the way it looks. Anyways. I'll put my name down. Mm. No, 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 no. Hold it right side up. Maybe it'll make more (laughs) sense then. Oh, you see, I I knew that it was going right to left like Infernal. Ah. I see it's in common now. I'm going to... I'm going to just go ahead and sign my name then. Thank you very much. I just write an X. That'll do. Uh, Odexity takes your contract, and when it appears in his hand, a complete duplicate appears in his other hand. There's two two duplicates. He hands one back to you. You have your copy of the contract, and he keeps one and puts it up on one of his unadorned horns. Wow, carbon copy. Well, that sure was exciting. 
See you in a week? Or maybe sooner. I'll see you in my office. Down below, of course. Do we have to? Well, yes, you did sign that. Even if we succeed, we have to see you again? That was not stipulated in the contract. Okay, perfect. I, I, I guess maybe I, not. I'm extra incentivized to uh, succeed. We'll just put a question mark on whether this NPC P- Please comes leave. <laughs> and, uh, and he does. He poofs away into existence. Uh, Tamira nods. Uh, she imparts that she's looking forward to this, and she starts to head out. Great. We're going to fast forward a little bit. You folks spend some time at night in the cell. Maybe sleep, maybe not. I don't know if any of you need sleep. You're all really weird, so I'm just not going <laughs> to assume you all do. But you can if you want. Definitely sleep it. Okay, good. Perfect, actually. Um, <laughs> anyway, you're brought out of the cells. We're going to fast forward a little bit through this. You're brought out of the cells. You're given your gear back. You could run if you want to, but if you do, you violate the contract and you're a fugitive and you're going to hell. So your call. Uh, you are brought down to the docks. You are loaded up on this ferry and the ferry leaves. And then we're going to check in when it's about halfway there. All right, and I think it's about part of the way into the trip that we'd like to check in with our party. You're all on this boat. You know, you uh, you can talk to Captain Boric Slade if you like, but you are headed to Deepmar. Did you mention how uh, how long this trip is? Is it is it a day? Uh, I didn't mention it. It's it, you're only going thirty miles, so I don't know how fast boats go. Let's call it a couple hours. Okay. Sounds like some horses in uh... <laughs> Oh, don't even start with that. <laughs> well. And I imagine we're all sitting in the hold of the boat, basically. A rocking to yeah. and fro. You know, if if we do encounter danger down there, it would be good to understand what each of us can do, our capabilities, but also, you know, if, if one of us is to perish or something, it'd be good to get... Word to our loved ones, if if need be. Good plan. You talked about a family you had. Uh, I do. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, I do. I have a I have a son and wife back home in in Kintargo. You know the city. It's a it's a couple miles mm. outside of the. You know. Kintargo. I've been there. I've oh, been yeah. to Kintargo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice uh, uh, nice place. No, I got a family there. Terrible zoo. I think it's all right. <laughs> how does a how does a family man like you end up in prison? Oh, I got I got caught for something that uh, it wasn't my fault. There was an accident at the bar, and and a lot a lot of people a lot of people were dead. And actually, that's why I got in. There was an yeah. accident at a bar. Oh, great! In in Gitargo? No. Oh. Well, I mean, that's not good. I was going to say it's good, but it's not fair, right? Like, they get, they show up at the accident and they say, hey, you did this. Yeah, I, I don't quite recall what they said. In fact, I don't think I could hear what they were saying. But next thing you know, eight years, apparently? It's ridiculous. It was such a small accident. 
That is ridiculous. Eight years? I thought I heard something different, but... I guess I'm getting a lot more out of this deal than you. Oh. You wouldn't, you didn't want to spend eight years in Dunrock? Not particularly. I prefer to wander. Eight years is a pittance. I'm, I am trying to get out of 160 years of uh, obviously wrongful imprisonment. <laughs> you, this is ridiculous. Are you, are you human? Yes, yes, I am. Ah. That's just way too long. You just die first. Yes, I know. Right? That's why I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> Eight years is over 50% of my current, or almost 50% of my current lifespan. Um, I'm sorry. I, if you don't mind me asking. What in the... What in the <laughs> fuck are you? No, I mean, like, how long I've been living. I'm like, I am around, I'm 17, because I'm a half-orc, and half-orcs are young. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I thought yeah. you were saying you live for, like, 16 years. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were, like, a house flyer. Like, I know, I know a lot of animals, no. but you're the talking hard a lot stop more than... The end. No. Oh. So eight years is quite significant for me. You have, do you have a family? Anybody else? Have something to go home to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you ever heard of the Barrowwood? The Barrowwood? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you actually? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, I can't really tell with you. You're hard to read. Oh, uh, no, I know a lot of things. I I have a weird living situation, but there's a... There's a Dryad there in the Barrowwood. Barrowwood Dryad, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's kind of like a mom to me. One of the biggest oak trees in the woods. Uh, you can't miss it. If I end up dying here, and somebody wants to go wandering around in the woods, you might find uh, my motherly figure in there. Oh, maybe I'll go anyway. I'll take you there if you'd like. We make fun. it out of here. That sounds fun. And for the first time, Reeve like lifts the hair out of his face, and actually cast him as well. Uh, I cast him as David Harbor. The guy that plays Hopper in Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, but but in from his Hellboy training days, so he's uh, <laughs> Reeve is a little bit yoked, and he, you know, now you can see both of his eyes, and they're kind of slits in this amber, and he kind of looks around at all of you. I don't know. You know, if things go sideways. I feel like I can get off of this island. But I don't know if I could take many of you with me. We might be risking hell. We might be risking high water, honestly, but I'm something of a shapeshifter. I think I'm hoping that'll get us out of a couple tight spots. It can help us survive. There's not any accommodations on the island, but other than that, I'm not too bright. I'm not. The only thing I'm asking is I gotta know before I help any of you. What is your stance on zoos? Because <laughs> I'm not trying to evade. I'm not a great guy. I'm guilty. I am. I did it. I did what they said I did. Uh, I, I would love to answer that question, but if I might ask a preemptive one first... What is it that you did? You're, you're a man of nature, I assume. I, what brought you to Vire? 
You know, I really don't like when people keep animals in zoos. If you're asking me, I think that's one of the greatest disrespects to nature that man's ever done. And jelly acts, ever since it's all gone to hell, zoos in every town, every small town has a petting zoo. Every big town, a large extravagant mar on nature, keeping the animals locked up in prison for days, for weeks, for their entire lives. I've known animals, I've known almost every kind of animal. They hate it in there. I can talk to them, I can hear them crying out. And I just can't stand so this massive bugbear is hulking over Julio as he's saying this, his spittle dripping on him, and Julio's just, well, yeah, I, I, I'm, let me be the first to tell you that I, I don't like zoos, guys, we don't like zoos either, do we? No. I'm getting a read on the room here, and devil's advocate here, if I may. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> I kind of think the animals are kind of cute. Dude, just take another berry and be quiet. <laughs> you ever take your kid to a zoo and yeah. your wife, your family? Yeah. Do you get a lot of joy at poking fun at the panda bears no. and the tigers in the zoo? Yeah. You watch them sad, sleeping <laughs> there in their two small enclosures? Not yet. Hmm. You buy the two expensive drinks in the zoo? Nope, brought my own. Despicable. <laughs> yeah, the ones that come in the large yard. Uh, cups that you keep after as a souvenir. Yes. Yeah. yeah not that I would, no, not that I, I mean, yeah. had one. What no. you're saying is you liked it. He narrows his eyes. I don't like where this is going. Well, if I may change the subject, it's getting a little tense in here. I make people angry sometimes. I've heard that's useful. Yeah, I noticed you do. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about me, but It'll make you fight better, you know. If we come across any anything in the in the in the mines, and uh, just look at me, and you'll be like, "Wow, he sucks," and I'm angry now. I'll look at oh, you, man. and I'll say, "That looks like a fucking patented zoo goer." That's what I want. Hey, Steve. Yes. I would like to do something with my character, but I want to make sure that I'm not going to like screw myself over for later. Can I do some flashy uh, examples of my skill? To, to this team without using my abilities 100% like or is this like going straight off the boat onto uh, uh, for fun let's go go ahead okay Don't, great it doesn't unless you're trying to like leave the adventure or like no. sink the boat or I do some shit <laughs> yeah no. if, it's gonna be, if it's gonna be fun <laughs> I mean that's a fair point but yeah if you're, if you're just doing it for fun go, go right ahead okay so then I would speak up Yes, and that family you guys all talked about mine protect me all of the time. And with a quick flash, you see many spirits flutter around her and then cling to her skin. And now it's like there's almost like a spirit shine across her entire body. It's a fucking lady full of ghosts again. <laughs> no, they're my family. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, yeah. Damn it, what have I done? <laughs> this is a prequel, so this actually came first. <laughs> yes. And as well as that, she also calls and speaks in a, a language that maybe someone knows, maybe they don't. As she, she speaks in celestial, actually, this time, 
and all of a sudden a really old beat up long spear appears in her hands she's like i also can hold my own if that's necessary and it's like it looks super beat up and old but you're saying that in celestial so we don't uh no i would after i have it in my hands like i I use celestial to cast something but once it's in my hands i turn to you and and we'll say that so unless someone knows celestial though you wouldn't know that i cast anything i guess what i cast cool yeah i don't have celestial neither do i so yeah that's that would be uh how she would share that she can fight as well as would continue with not only that i can see maybe what our enemies plan to do before they even know what they're going to do that seems very helpful <laughs> i can't i mean i can think of a lot of uses for it but uh, the, the, what what am i what am i going to do next what are you going to do ah, next you didn't, you didn't see that did you you are not an enemy oh, correct no that's true no have you seen us fighting enemies i thought maybe this could be like a labor union thing we can figure out on this island I don't trust anything. I've traveled many times, and I've observed people. Much prefer people to zoos. And she'll glance her one eye on over real quick. <laughs> you know, the rock is really just a people zoo. Yes. The union thing. I, I don't have money for dues, per se, but I do agree <laughs> with the concept of collective bargaining. Speaking of which, perhaps we can bargain with the captain to not go to this dangerous place and potentially sail elsewhere. Who knows what he might say, but it's worth a try. But then we go to hell for eternity. Oh, yes, the contract. I forgot. I mean, you're a devil lickspittle already, so you probably go in there anyway. I guess you could just leave. I might have to try my odds with that. I worked for several of the families of Cheliax in the past, and they are good with devils, I suppose. But I better not risk it now that you remind me I've signed my life away. And Davida will look over at Cecilia, and she goes, You were good with contracts. Why? I may not have a family to go back to, but I did have quite the booming business. Unfortunately, all of my contracts have now been confiscated as evidence. But hopefully I will be able to rebuild once we find our way off of this island and figure out where the crystals are. (laughs) What business were you in? It sounded like you were part of some kind of conspiracy or something. I did help people. I merely improved them. Only what they wanted. No crime at all. I do my best work with others. I am a velomancer. A wish granter. I assumed you would be in the woods with our friend Reeve here with the mud that follows. Oh no, Mollusk here. He is a great companion, but the demand is truly in the cities. There are so many people that need to improve themselves for one reason or another everyone's trying to get ahead and that means more business for me 
Interesting. They come to me to know what to do next, and they go to you to make it a reality. They come to me to dance. I can play the piano. Oh. People don't come to me. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Have you seen me? Have you ever seen a bugbear before? It is uh, not pleasant to the eye. I promise I'm hot amongst my kind. I doubt it. I believe it. <laughs> David Harbour's hot to the right person. Yeah. What about what about you? Are you uh Julia or are you a your fighter? You look strong. Oh, yes I am. And uh he will pull out of his sack of possessions a lucerne hammer. Oh. Yes, I'm handy with a blade per se. My Speciality is uh, dealing with uh, all sorts of magical beasts and uh, mm. any. Nope, nope. Don't get me wrong. Wild ones, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but o- only. Choose the, your words carefully. Mm. Euthanize, I think that's what you're I believe for. you need some help. It's, she'll cast enhanced diplomacy <laughs> on you real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you need some help. Uh, it's just uh, for the next minute, you get better diplomacy plus two. Just Role play that, Chris. Perfect. So just trying to help you out, man. He, he casts that on him, and, and this this sort of calm washes over Julio, and he says, "Oh yes, but you must understand that it is a sort of catch and release thing that I'm a part of. You see, I tag creatures, I collect their blood, some samples to make sure they're healthy, and release them back into the populace. I don't kill them. I don't." enslave them. I, I, I search to track them, perhaps use their blood to get m- goods and services and other things. But at, well, at the, at the like, catch and release, a big smile comes across Reeves' face. We're in the same kind of business, but, but a little bit different for me. You know, I have this goal, this thing that I, I like doing. I can turn into any animal. That's it. That's what I'm bringing to the table. I can turn into all kinds of animals. And it's like, it's only a fair fight if you're both the same thing, right? So, like, what you're doing, it's not quite fair. But, like, if I was going to fight a bear, right, I'd just, I'd turn right into the same kind of bear. And we'd, we'd be, we'd be trading blows, right? And it'd be the coolest thing you've ever seen. Do I imagine so? I was the best wrestler in the barrel wood. I wrestled all the animals there. But then I got kind of bored, because, like, you run out of animals after a certain point. So there's so many animals. Exactly. You know, you're the man of the people. I mean, you know about the animals. Is it cruel to forcibly wrestle unintelligent animals? Uh, well, I get pretty dumb when I change, too, so it's <laughs> it's roughly the same thing. I Like I said, I like to level the playing field. And I can talk to them, too, so it's, you know, I get consent. Uh. Wanna wrestle? <laughs> oh. Actually, it's let's let's do this. They know about me in the wood, in the okay. wood. They know me. Hey, I'm all dumb and ready to go. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm lubed up. I'm ready to wrestle. <laughs> oh, oh god. Speaking of being able to talk to one another, sometimes I lose my head in the heat of conflict. Don't we all? And I may not always understand. What's happening? Did you lose your head once and never get that eye back? I've never had another eye. 
It seems oh. like your skull is formed to have an eye there. I think that's a little rude, Reeve. I've never had another eye. I never said I was a charismatic guy. <laughs> I can't believe no one's rolling sense mode. <laughs> yeah, she looks visibly uncomfortable that you're talking about this. Don't have it. I do. <laughs> What's going on with the eye? I got an 11. <laughs> Would I do a bluff? <laughs> yeah. Are you I've lying? Never, Are you? I've never had another eye. Are you putting the eye in lie? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it did not lie well at all. Um, Does an 11 beat it? Yeah, actually. I, oh, I lied dear. very bad. What do I sense? High stakes here. Sense that she definitely had a second eye, <laughs> and she's not willing to give up the fact that she has only had one. <laughs> he leans over to Dewey. I think she had another eye. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90 to, 90 to 100% sure. There's a, spot, there's a spot for it. That's what I was saying earlier, and you guys all called me rude. Well, I didn't notice the spot earlier. I'm just pointing out the obvious. (laughs) Bit of rude. I think we're seeing the trees instead of the forest here. Yes, let's get to the forest. Yes, we are, regardless of our individual flaws or quirks, we are here together. We must survive together, and I think that means we must gather as much information about this place that we can. If we are to work together... We must come to an agreement before we move on. More contracts. Verbal will have to do at this time. Before I'm able to grant you any wishes, there are a few rules we must follow. One, you must wish for something that improves yourself. Two, I am no miracle worker, so make it feasible. Three, You can't get something for nothing. It's nothing that you'll really miss at all. I will need to use your dreams, your desire for your wish for it to come true. You must truly want it. For, of course, I reserve the right to deny any wish at any time for any reason. Do we have a deal? I have a wish. I also have a wish. Is it for another eye? That's probably not feasible, right? According to the rules. I cannot grant you another eye, unfortunately. I can help all of you, though. Since I cannot be everywhere at once. And adventurers tend to leap into danger. I will give you each my protection. And she takes some mud and smears it on her palm. Hold out your hand. And anyone that holds out their hand, she also rubs mud on it. Does anybody hold out their hand? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So after covering each person's hand in a thin layer of mud, she grasps their forearm with her muddy hand and kind of like will instruct you to also grab hers and you have a very muddy handshake and she goes around and does this to each person, investing protective luck into you, the hex. When you are attacked by an enemy, this hex will activate, whether I am present or not. And this will last for the whole day. Whoa. But once it activates, it's just for two rounds. Oh, okay. So it's, she's invested this hex in you. When you get attacked by an enemy, it activates, whether she's 
dead or around, it will go off. That is amazing. Protect That's really cool. so good. Having someone roll twice against you to hit is mm-hmm. good bueno. That's awesome. Do we have to tell you the wish or is it uh, so like a birthday candle situation? This is a different ability from the wish granting. Oh, okay. Right. So the wish granting, you do mechanically have to uh, wish for something as a free action, and then Cecilia can use it as a verbal component in the spell. And I'll explain more later. Hmm. Uh, but you do have to wish for it. Okay. And Cecilia does have to be able to understand what you're saying. Ah. So I can't turn into a bear and wish there was another bear to wrestle? <laughs> no. You'd have to wish for it before you turned into These a bear. These wishes <laughs> come with all kinds of rules. So many rules. I believe I could help make her understand you. What do you mean by that? I, I have a spell that could let her comprehend languages. I mean, does it let you comprehend animal? I've never tried it. I got I got ways where, you know, when I'm an animal, I can talk to you guys, but I usually prefer not to. You know, personal reasons. That seems like it'll be pretty useful. You guys, I feel like I feel like we've been on this boat for a while. Maybe we should get maybe we should get some recon on on the on the island, you know. Yeah, I don't like traveling over water in the hold. We should we should definitely get up on deck at least. Floating zoo. This is a, you know, this all these walls they remind me of a zoo. They're closing in on us. Seems we like gotta, a lot of things remind me of a zoo. Free. <laughs> we gotta get free, Dewey. Yeah. Give me a true. berry. Yeah, you Feel want a berry? Peckish. Yeah. Here, here you go. Dope. I hand uh, I hand you a berry. What do your berries taste like? They taste like. Like raspberry, black raspberry, Trulies? Dewey, this is uh, this is delicious, but I think if I have like four more of these, it's gonna give me a headache. <laughs> Probably. What? Um, so, is this just something you do? Yeah, yeah. These you are, just make these? No, yeah. I mean, so, I know about good berry. I, I can kind of do that too, but. Oh, there's good berry. Then there's great berry. These are delicious. They're great. Yeah, exactly. These are uh, these are my special secret. You know drink them. I mean, you eat them. There's a little, they're a little bit fermented. Not because I, you know, leave them in my pocket or anything. Just They're just alcoholic. Uh, Can I sense motive to see if he leaves them in my pocket? <laughs> not because I leave these in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I'm dubious of that, too. I ate I one, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to roll sense motive. And, and Tim, if that's a, if you're trying to pull one over on him, that's a bluff. Otherwise, that's diplomacy. You don't have to tell us which. Just do your thing. Natural 19 for a 23. A 12 for a 21. 25. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, he is telling the truth. So they, it, it's, it is a magical fermentation process, but Dewey doesn't quite understand how it works. I was hoping you're lying because <laughs> I wouldn't share that with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I was lying, you would find it out because he's not a very good liar either. So, anybody else want one before we talk? Loosen the lips. I don't quite have my sea legs yet, so perhaps when we get on the island. Yeah, I guess loose lips do sink ships. I'm going to go head above decks and see if I can talk to the captain now. That's good. That's good. If if you, if you want any though, 
and he takes out a wand and pops a few pops a few berries in his palm. So here's hold on him for later, you know, for later. Well, I can help anybody have conversations if needed as we go up the stairs. It seemed to help Julio. Are any of you good talkers? Because yes. you seem to talk yourselves out of that guilty verdict. They didn't give me a chance, but I'm actually quite good. Maybe go you it. should do it, but like, you're gonna, you're gonna put him at unease if you if you look him eyes to eye. Captains like eye patches, you know. It's a thing. It's a fashion thing that they do. But I have nothing to cover. I'll just put I a little can't. berry. <laughs> Right in the eye socket. I heard that's the fastest way to get drunk. Yeah, she's gonna, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? She's going to get hammered immediately. <laughs> I wouldn't mind losing an eye to test that out. <laughs> All you got to do is let, bleed yourself a little bit. It'll hit you harder. I can, I can talk to him, but I can't cover what's not there. All right, it's fine. Just You'll make up for it with your charm. Yes. Okay, so where is the captain? He's just standing at the rudder or whatever, the big old captain's wheel. What would we like to know? I would like to make sure I get the nice group consensus, because otherwise I have a feeling everyone's going to chime in. So what do we want to know? Like a, if he knows a layout of Deepmar, or at least just a general, like what direction we should be heading for the mines would be good. There have been ships that have come to Deepmar already, um, if he's heard tales of from those captains, or if he was one of them, and and there are any signs or you know of oddities that are happening, um, captains talk. Yeah, maybe maybe if he has any contacts with specific people on Deepmar yeah. that we should like look for to talk to. Mm-hmm. And also, if they've had any trouble that hasn't necessarily stopped them from being able to ship. But if they struggled with something in the past, maybe it just got a whole lot worse. Okay. I don't so, know if you would know any, like, any flora or fauna that are normally on the island. That could be something. Anything that's particularly wrestleable. Okay, yeah. <laughs> ask, I'll ask about that. Ask for me. Okay. So, Divina would go up to the captain and ask, what exactly is this island like? Hold up, hold up. Where's your eye patch? <laughs> I told you. Don't be walking up on my ship. Big old socket hanging out there, no eye patch. What did I say, guys? I've only ever had the one eye, and I have one black birthmark next to it. Poor girl, I'm so sorry to hear that. Let me fix you right up. Uh, he's going to go dig in his pocket. You can have my spare. Can't do an eye patch. She'll hold it in her hand and just put it to her side. Uh, I understand you want to look in a mirror first to see if it works on you. Trust me, it does me lots of favors. What can I help you with, miss? Again, I I would like to know the general layout of the island. What is it like? None of us have been there. All right, fair. Neither have I. However... Oh. All right. Let me predicate that with something here. Every week I go back and forth to the island with my crew. You've never been curious? I'm not allowed to go on the island. Neither is any of my crew. We go to the island. We wait at the docks. Then 
The shipment arrives. Not far from the docks is this big old palisade with the fort in the middle of the buildings. That's where everybody lives. Everybody. Just the one fort. They bring out at the same time every week they bring out the shipment. My boys load it up. We take it back to Via. Not hard. But, last few weeks, nobody showed up. I'm under strict orders. And he's wearing the crest of Thrune on his, on his jacket. And you can assume this is a lawful, lawful, lawful society. He don't want to step out of line. My job is just the transportation. I show up, bring stuff back. I ain't seen anybody the last few weeks. So, I guess that's what you're here for. Could be they got sick or something. I don't know. Could be a quarantine situation. Careful, I guess. What were the people that did come show, like, like? Did they show signs of being quite battered and worn out, or were they all picture of health? I, I see you haven't heard much about this island. If you're a god, it's a little tough because you got a lot of unruly prisoners. If you work there, not a big deal. But there's a lot of prisoners on the island that actually do the work. It's people that took a deal to not go to Dunrock. They mine, they do all the work, reduce sentences. It's a kind of okay deal, but it's hard work. I'll just say I bring a lot more people to the island than back off the island if you catch my drift. I, I do, and I, I believe I've made a grave mistake going to an island full of murderers. Well, they should be, they should be fine. As, as far as I've counted, probably about 20, 30 at any given time. But, uh, 12 gods. That's a lot of gods for that amount of prisoners. And then you got the staff, too. Did you notice anything unusual in the previous shipments? None whatsoever. Five weeks ago, I showed up. Same people showed up. We, were, we exchanged pleasantries. I got my crystals and got out of there. Same as always. Nothing different. Week after that, nada. Do you have any contacts that would be friendly in the city? You, you mean in the, in the palisades in there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, back and forth from the island a whole bunch of times, I've taken the captain, captain of the gods, his name's Captain Ashworth. Uh, he, he's a pretty amenable dude. Runs a pretty tight ship, but he's one you want to look out for. Um, besides that, the gods are pretty interchangeable. They come and go. I don't know any of them really well. Uh, Nick, uh, they keep like a doctor on staff, but he was before my time. I think he's been at the island for so long that, you know, he, he's never left. I don't know his name. Uh, besides that, you got the blacksmith, Darius. Real good dude. Husky. He could pound an anvil like nobody's business. Really laid in. Wow. Wonder if he can wrestle. What was that I heard? <coughs> Excuse me. Forearms as big as my as big as my thighs. <laughs> I would assume he could take down a bear or something even larger. <laughs> Put a bug in front of him. Oof. Call me bad. Oh, he Put would just bug in front of it. I mean, my sure, way, the highway. <laughs> but he just squash an insect, no business, easy. Uh, but the ones I really like, the ones I really like, are the cooks. You got Delbina and Vaughn. They're twins. 
I think they're both there now. Or at least I hope they're there now. Seems like nobody's around. They've been real nice to me. Uh, whenever I have to ferry them back and forth, they're, they're good people. Interesting. How often do people typically leave the island? Very different story uh, between the staff, the gods, and the prisoners. Staff, they come and go as they please. Guards, they'll do a shift, you know, few weeks on, few weeks off. They're, they're interchangeable. They're just gods, you know. You know the type. And, uh, prisoners, well, they go until the sentence is done. Or something punches the ticket for them, you know? I hear what you're saying. Is it a rather sparse island, or is it full of flora and fauna for Reeve? Oh, miss, is that that, uh, that bear bug I've been hearing about? Yes. Try to wrestle my crew. He, he All at the same up. time. Yes. And one, I guess. <laughs> He's gonna have a lot to like on this island. It's very lush. You'll notice we're in a temperate zone right now. It never gets too cold or too hot. Lots of flora can, can, can you know, propagate here, and the fauna, they're just going after each other and reproducing. Lots on there. Island's pretty big, right? 30 miles across at the, at the biggest point. But I don't expect you need to go any further than about halfway up the island. As you can see, we are approaching from the south. We're gonna hit the dock. Right past the dock is the prison, the palisades and the fort and all that fun stuff. Not too far after that is the forest. And you're gonna have swamps and trees and hills. But within those swamps and trees and hills are the seven mines. Oh, seven, seven mines. Yeah. Seven is a magical number. Some say it, but I mean, I'm a resident of this country. They're called they're called the the, the mines of hell. It freaks me out. So you got seven of them, right? You got Avernus. They name their mines after different parts of hell, different layers. You got Avernus. You got Stygia. Dis. Cana, Malabog, Erebus, and Cockytus. I think I pronounced the last one correct. That one can't be right. Perfect. <laughs> Wait a minute, but I'm pretty sure there's nine layers of hell, isn't there? You're not so- part of this conversation. <laughs> I forgot, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just sitting on the bench like four feet away. <laughs> I'm just whispering to you. I think there's nine layers of hell. I'm pretty sure that last one was wrong. There's no way it could be cocky deuce. I'm pretty sure I'm right. But I've never been on the island. And I've also never been to hell. So I cannot cross-check those two things. Let me guess. Each one is more horrible than the last. What a classic tale diviners like to spin. Well, I don't know about any diviners. I've never met one. But some of them have said to be pretty bad. You've met one. Diviner. Diviners. <laughs> no. Diviners or diminers? Who are those drunk guys? Guy? Diviners. <laughs> that was diviner. Who's diviner? Um, okay. Hang on. I want to make sure. So I've gone, I've gone through the list of questions. Is there other things that have come up now? We got some names. 
We, we have got, a lot of names. We got a lot of places. A lot of directions. Did anyone send notice that we're coming and make it through? Or what kind of harm will we come into if we just show up? There was no response. From Deep Park? <laughs> Do it! Do Credits. the thing! Do the oh. thing! All right. Let, let me be very clear here. Your trial was yesterday. No one has alerted these people. However, you should be fine. You're obviously not prisoners. Just say you speak with my authority. Bork Slade. You know him. He's a good guy. That's me. But wasn't it, like, illegal for you to go on shore? Yes. Right. I'm not going with you. don't you. have the authority to go on shore. I'm Come not on. going on shore. You just say that you you know me and the people that know me and like me. I know a guy and I showed up. Is that what you tell me to do? Yes. I think that we will say that, yes, we know you, but we come from uh, the lawyer that sentenced us. That's probably a good idea. Who has the copy of the contract? We can just use that, right? With a flourish of her wrist, Cecilia pulls out the contract. We talk to the person in charge. We can show them the contract, but we do need to keep this on the down low. Maybe even here, rumors spread. Who is in charge? The, the uh, captain, right? Uh, captain. The boat or the the place? Both, Not the, the boat. The boat. I'm in charge on the boat. <laughs> yep. Both of the, those things. Wasn't, the captain, wasn't right? sure if that you was clear. You don't need to be a skilled divinationist in order to know that you're the captain of the boat. So you're like hey, the God. head zookeeper of this ship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess you could call me that. No. Don't do that. Keeping all the animals happy. <laughs> all right. Captain Ashforth. Not a nautical captain. A oh. land captain. Captain Ashforth is on... It should be in the Deep Ma Penal Colony. He's the guy I like. I know you liked him. I didn't know he was actually the head of anything. Yes, he's in charge. Yeah, Sorry, he's the head they, of the Penal Colony. <laughs> of the guard. They put Penal in front of everything they do. <laughs> at the colony. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I have had to read the words penal colony <laughs> so many times over the last couple of months. I get one joke. It's a penal pun. <laughs> but let's get to the important stuff that you asked me. What might be dangerous, right? What might you be walking into? The gods shouldn't give you any problems. But when I bring the gods back to the mainland, and when I bring the prisoners back to the mainland, the prisoners, they like to talk a lot. They got these war stories, right? Uh, uh, the deep mines and the things that they encountered down there. I don't take any of it. You know, maybe I take it with a grain of salt. It is what it is. But it's not just the underground that you got to be worried about. They talk about giant spiders that'll attack the golems that bring the crystals. Man isn't strong enough to be carrying crystals back several miles back and forth from a dig site to a penal colony. They use clay golems for that. Sometimes the clay golems tussle with the big old tarantulas or whatever, but it's good. These guys also like to talk about the swamp up north. I don't know if you're going up there. I don't think you should, but I heard that some prisoners made their way up there once and they heard 
words on the winds. A man went in. According to his constituents, he came out. Polymorphed into a goose, honking to high There it is. <laughs> Terrifying things. They tell me about these blue eyes that they see from the trees at night. I think that's why no person, God, staff, or prisoner alike, is allowed outside the palisades after dark. They don't want anyone going anywhere. And then they talk about a light that they see sometimes in the distance, a purple light. They don't know what the hell that is. That scares me, too. But I guess if you take all this at face value, you got a lot in front of you, but these are just old rumors from prisoners who just want to talk my ear off while I'm just trying to get home. I don't live there. I live back in fire. All we've heard was spider wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, is there a check we could make with that information, I'm thinking leaning more towards like the blue eyes and purple light. Something we could at least think about. Um, those are pretty vague things. And if you question him further on that, he doesn't know much beyond that. I, I guess you could still roll and see if that's a common trait of creatures in this region. Jeez, what would that even be? Let's call it knowledge local. He gets a 27. 27's very good. 25. 25 is also very good. There's a few things this could be. You've heard of creatures that have glowing eyes around. That doesn't really slot into any one particular creature you know. You're also familiar of the concept of a will-o'-the-wisp that glows, sometimes in boggy situations or in the tree lines. So, uh, that could be something to be to be aware of as well. But that's probably just about it. Like I said, this guy was a little vague because this is secondhand knowledge from prisoners who were just talking his ear off and might have been spouting nonsense to sound cool. But it's a little information you didn't have. So good yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. Out of character, as players and all of the listeners understand that men who go into bogs meet bog witches and get transformed into geese. But like our characters probably don't have that information. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Right, right. I guess the prisoner thought that his buddy was transformed into goose, but it could have been an unrelated goose. Unrelated honking, too. Yes. It really could have been anything. I can't think of much else besides... When do we arrive? Are we there yet? Well, look. It appears we're getting there just now. I summon (laughs) my piano. Boric goes quiet, and the ship breaks through the mist less than a mile from the island. Rocky shore extends from either side of a singular wooden dock, and less than half a mile beyond the shoreline is an imposing, coniferous tree line. Halfway between the shoreline and the tree line, however, looms a tall wooden palisade with chimneys barely visible above the walls, the fort secured by a large iron gate which appears to be closed. Now, your perspective leaves the five characters and travels across the gate, zooming up over the colony and breaking out over the tree line. Black text appears in the sky. Hideous Laughter Productions presents, in partnership with Paizo, starring Griffin Norman, Haley Gordon, Emily Campbell, Chris 
aka Krusty Cross. It's your boy. And introducing Tim as Dewey Zoifer. Directed by Stephen Strappel. Directed. Linked Legacy Season 2. No response from Deep Water. And we'll see you next time. Woo! Yeah! We did it! Alright! Did we? <laughs> We're gonna be in response. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carnival of Tears is copyright 2007. Carnival of Tears and the Game Mastery module are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.